Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Live wire on the team. Connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. And Matt Rule even channeled his his inner Drago, saying, "If you die, you die." In that in that speech, so if you die, you die. You know, mm. really really motivating <laughs> the children of the corn to go out there and play some inspired football. So I know we're two days removed from the Halloween season, but yesterday Bryce Young met with the media. Did y'all see what Bryce Young went went for as for Halloween? He had two different costumes. Uh, at one party, he was one thing, but then when he went to the children's hospital, he was something else. Tell the people what the costume was, Fitty. So he he went as Nelly, and if you see the reaction on social media, a lot of people didn't know who he was. And this came up when he went with when he met with the media yesterday, and the quarterback was disappointed in his generation. Were you surprised with social media reaction? A lot of people, like around like their twenties, like mid late twenties or mid to early twenties, didn't know who Nelly was. They were like, "Who is really? Bryce?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to hear that. Like a lot of people are like, "What's Bryce doing?" It's like, "You don't see really? that." Really? People yeah. didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not on social media really. So really, oh, people didn't know. Who... A couple. Yeah, I saw like some replies oh. that were like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> Better than that, really? Well, as a spokesperson for, I guess, for 20-year-old people, I, I feel like, I don't feel like that reflects all of us. I like to think we, I like to, a lot of people when I got there, I I got a couple of questions. I think a lot of people got it. Like, I had the white forces on. Like, I feel like a lot of people got it. The band, everyone was like, oh, the band-aid. Gets, like, if I had the band-aid, I guess I could be a couple people. But everyone saw the band-aid and was like, oh, yeah, like. Uh, I would have to say that <laughs> Bryce's dad must have put him up on Nelly. His dad must have listened to a lot of Nelly because Nellyville, when he was at the height of his powers, came out on June 25th of 2002. I bought that record. I was in college. Bryce Young was born July 25th, 2001. So he was definitely crapping in pampers when this album came out. And so I would expect not a lot of people to be able to catch the reference. Now, had I been at the party, I would have immediately gotten it because of the Band-Aid on the cheek. Nobody was doing that but him. And on the cover of Nellyville, he has the uh, the Band-Aid on the cheek. But, yeah, I wouldn't expect a lot of people his age because Nelly, by the time that these kids were really getting into music, Nelly was definitely not the superstar he was when he was killing it and going diamond. Crapping and trapping. Yep. Bryce Young, 2001, <laughs> listening to Nellyville with a Band-Aid on his face. He'd become the number one overall pick. I thought you were going to go with Country Grammar, which Nellyville was the people. Oh, that was huge. But, but when Nellyville came out, that's when he was, like, everywhere. I guess it's more like Nelly, Country Grammar, that's what people put people on to him. Yes, and, then and that album still went crazy as well. So that's what I was looking up. You went Nellyville. It's funny. We, we both did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You just did it with a different <laughs> album. I looked up Country Grammar's release date, June 27th, 2000. Yeah, I was in high school. I remember riding with my quarterback in his Jeep when he got it from the music store. Yeah, 2000. <laughs> so Bryce Young, impressive costume. I, you would get it. But that's the problem. There are a couple of distinguishing factors that would allow you to know who Nelly is. But especially now, if you talk about the average age of the football team, Bryce Young's going to be one of the younger ones. Yeah. But it's probably, what, 25, mm-hmm. 26? I mean, probably 25, something like that is the average age. And if you go back in time, 
I mean, they're barely old enough. I remember when Country Grammar came out. Barely, though. Mm -hmm. All the radio hits. All of them. And I would have been in third grade, fourth grade, something like Mm -hmm. that. But even I knew. And Bryce Young, having not been born yet in 2000, yet going as a Halloween costume like that, impressive stuff. Impressive stuff. What else you got for us, Betty? You referenced the audio from J.T. O'Sullivan. He does a great job with the QB school, which you can find on YouTube. And he talked about how the lack of pass protection and the lack of separation the wide receivers are getting, how matting is when he tries to evaluate Bryce Young. It's the holistic perimeter unit, lack of separation. That is just tough to watch when you want, when you see the potential for what Bryce Young can bring to the table as far as off-platform stuff, the creative part, the be able to extend those types of things just aren't taken advantage because there's nowhere to go with the ball. And when he throws with great anticipation, they're not catching it or not ready. And that stuff is frustrating for me. You compound that with him taking a lot of shots that look pretty unnecessary, if I'm being honest. there's You're going to lose up front. Things aren't going to go perfect in pass protection ever. But when you have like free runners at the quarterback, that stuff is not acceptable. And so fixing that stuff is the immediate fix. And then the long-term fix is just upgrading the perimeter. What you got, Fiddy? You got I, a question? I, I was just going to ask you, like, like in, in all of your times watching rookie quarterbacks, have you seen a rookie quarterback – have this bad consistent pass protection and this bad consistent wide receiver separation because I mean I've been watching football for 15 years he is at a disadvantage literally every play it's pretty bad I thought it was going to be better I think most people thought it was going to be better because the Panthers trade up to go get Bryce Young we thought it was going to be a good just flat out good situation for him maybe the receivers people were able to tell they weren't going to be really talented I thought they were going to be good enough but they're clearly not. There are plenty of QBs that enter a bad situation. We can even go to oh, Justin. Oh yeah. We can go to Justin Fields. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that we can. Whether you believe in Justin Fields or not, it wasn't a good situation for him to go in with what Darnell Mooney as your best wide receiver, with the offensive line playing as poorly as it was the last couple of seasons. So even that is an awful situation for Justin Fields to roll into. So it happens. It happens frequently. We can go to Kyler Murray, number one overall pick. I mean, you bring in Cliff Kingsbury, a coach that, yes, he worked with before, but also had a losing record in college and then gets the number one, gets a the number one overall pick and gets a job in the NFL. And that wasn't working out. And even if you have a DeAndre Hopkins that you trade for, he was running for his life because the offensive line wasn't really as good. So we see bad situations. But to fitty your point, yeah, I certainly didn't expect it to be like this. It's it's horrible, and it's unfortunate for a number one pick. Well, I said earlier in the show he's been sacked 22 times, seventh in the NFL. But uh, I got a couple of guys that can definitely, fitty give you uh, their insight on what it's like to get hit and not to have much. See Derek Carr sacked 76 times his rookie year NFL record. Is it David, you mean? David Carr, I'm sorry, David Carr. But then also, you can go ask your Carolina brethren, Sam Howe, who's on pace to break that. He's been sacked 41 times already this year. What so, I will uh, say about that, yeah. though, when we talk about <laughs> is sacks or sacks a QB stat, that was a problem in North Carolina, yeah. too. Like, he loves holding on to the football. I'm not saying their offensive line is great. No doubt. But Sam Howe 
will hold on to the football and he will hold on to it, hold on to it, hold on to it, and then make a crazy play. Even in the NFL, we're seeing it. But man, he loves holding on to it. And this is the part where maybe Bryce Young can combat some of this stuff, but much less of a problem. And it, it's the long term. And he's got decent weapons, Sam Howe does out there in Washington. Oh, yeah, hey, absolutely. You. You'd love to have the the weapons here in Carolina with Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson starting to come on strong here lately, and even Curtis Samuel, somebody that we are familiar with here in Carolina. Yeah. Hopefully it happens for this Carolina Panthers team. So a lot of talk when we we got off the bus talking about the Hornets not playing well. Was an update on when Cody Martin is going to return. Well, the head coach of the Hornets, Steve Clifford, joined the Kyle Bailey show yesterday, as he does every week, and he gave an injury update on the Hornets uh, wing player. We're hopeful that, you know, we'll get to the point where he'll be a big part of things. We've just been unlucky, and he's been unlucky, Kyle, with just some setbacks. There's been two or three times where, you know, he's gotten to the point where he really amped it up and, uh, you know, felt like we were close, and then, you know, something has happened every time. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what to say. He's not, you know... Uh, close right now um but he's working hard at it and and uh we're hoping that you know somewhere in the near future he'll be able to join us a programming note nc state head coach dave doran will join kyle Baylor later this afternoon on wfnz walker would the return of cody martin sure up the defensive issues for the hornets right now because i think it we last year that we thought that answer would have been yes but I'm not so sure one guy's going to make that big of a difference for their inability to stop a punch from scoring at will. Yeah, it's going to help. So is Frank Nilakina, who wasn't good in the preseason. He kept taking ill-advised three-pointer after ill-advised three-pointer. That's not why they signed you. They did not sign you to throw up shots from the perimeter. They signed you because Steve Clifford telling you that he's one of the best pick-and-roll defenders in the NBA as it stands right now. But he got hurt. He's going to be out for a while. You don't have him, and you don't have Cody Martin. So who is the best perimeter defender that you have on this roster that's available? (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know who it is. Because you didn't bring back Dennis Smith Jr. Apparently, you made an offer to him, but you didn't make him a priority. The Nets did, and so he signs for a cheap deal with Brooklyn, and he's going to help them defensively. But I also don't think they anticipated another setback with Cody Martin. He played seven games last year. He got hurt 30 seconds into the debut, played seven games, and only averaged 19 minutes per game. Steve Clifford tells you anytime they try to ramp it back up, anytime they might be on the home stretch of his rehabilitation, there's a setback that he suffers. And if you hear him, he's hesitant to tell you what it feels like, but he says, Cody Martin's not close. That's disappointing and concerning. If he's not close, and here we are with the season having already started, think about how long it's taking for LaMelo and Mark Williams to get into a rhythm. How long is it going to take for Cody Martin to get into a rhythm if we're talking about those guys being cleared just a week before training camp and he's not cleared until I don't know when? Because he said he's not close. I I hope this isn't career-threatening for Cody Martin because I do think we might be teetering in that area, Wes. Yeah, one of my favorite Hornets, great guy. And, yeah, man, it's just – mystifying you thought he'd be ready for the start of the regular season this is a Hornets team 25th 
and defensive rating in the NBA, and it doesn't seem like it's going to get better. Of course he can't uh, wave his magic wand and have this team turn into the Detroit Pistons with Ben Wallace and the crew because teams, all they're going to do is we know that this is a matchup league. Teams are just going to come down the court, wave at that big man or whoever they want to play the two-man game with on Cody Martin, set the screen, play pick and roll, and get a bucket because nobody else wants to play defense. If you've got one or two guys out there that want to play defense and nobody else does, then it's not going to matter. And so that's the frustrating part. Yeah, he'll bring a mentality, but he doesn't have enough cachet on the team as far as being a scorer or all-star caliber player maybe to really get at guys to play defense. So, yeah, he'll come back and it'll help a little bit, but just one man's not going to be able to fix these issues. Walker, I feel bad for you because Jack's not here for it saying, Walker, don't sell me that with Frankie Nicotine we're going to be winning more games. (laughs) Typical whack-ass Walker giving whack-ass takes. Oh, I don't think that he's going to help him win more games. No, I I literally just talked about how bad he was in the preseason. I do think he's going to help them defensively, but not as much. I, yeah, I'm not trying to tell you that Frankie Nicotine, great nickname. Frankie Nicotine. (laughs) Frankie smokes Frankie Nicotine. It's a great nickname. One that I can't take credit for, by the way, Wes, but I don't think he's going to be helping you a ton. And remember real quickly, second half of last season, this team was playing good defense with largely the same players. We'll see what happens this year, but it's not happening so far, certainly not in the last two games. Steve Clifford was quick to tell you that they played pretty well defensively the first two, but it has not been the case against the Rockets, and it was not the case against the Brooklyn Nets. That'll do it for the Live Wire.